you're listening to this, you're a mortgage professional who's probably wanting to scale your business. After 12 years of being in the trenches as a mortgage pro and nearly 180 interviews with top performing loan officers and mortgage brokers, I've distilled the best ideas, strategies, and tactics into an eight-week program called the $25 million blueprint. If you're wanting to take your business from 10 million a year to 20, or if you want to go from 25 to 50, this is the program that will help you scale. Step by step, we're going to show you exactly what the pros have done so that you can get there too. Go to mortgageblueprint.io to find out more. That's mortgageblueprint.io. I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 134. Want to learn from the top 5% of mortgage brokers in the country? Then you have come to the right place. Join Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here from I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Joel Olson of DLC CME Mortgage Experts. He's based at a Kamloops, BC. Joel is an extremely energetic guy, and he's absolutely killing it. He harnesses technology like almost no one I know in the broker business. We talk about how he uses Flowify to send status updates to his clients and his realtors. We talk about how he uses BombBomb in the pre-approval process to build relationships and keep his clients informed. How he uses a program called Sly Broadcast to drop voicemails right on his clients' cell phones for updates, for sort of follow-ups. And we talk about how he uses the podcast to build his network and create highly personalized content that's in his market in Kamloops. You're going to absolutely love this episode. One last thing, Joel is actually one of the speakers at Broker Talks Vancouver. So if you haven't heard, Out of Mortgage Brokering is doing its first ever live events and we're in Toronto, Vancouver and Calgary. Calgary's already sold out. Uh, I suspect Vancouver and Toronto will also sell out soon. Seating is limited to 100 people. So check out brokertalks.com. And if you want to check out Joel, he, he will be at Broker Talks in Vancouver. So before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Fundever. Fundever is a web portal that connects brokers to commercial lenders. I don't know if you're like me, but I only see a small number of commercial deals a year. And truthfully, I don't even know where to start to find the mortgage. Everyone knows that when it comes to commercial deals, especially anything creative or private, your Rolodex of lenders is critical to success. Fundever allows the average broker to have a killer Rolodex for free. The platform is free for brokers. Check it out at fundever.com and tell them you heard about it. I love mortgage brokering. This episode is also sponsored by Pioneer West Acceptance Corp. Pioneer West is a private lender in BC and Alberta. Now, normally when we have a sponsor for the show, it's because I personally use the product or service and I can give it a 100% recommendation. In this case, it's a little different. I actually don't do any B deals. I haven't for several years. So I decided to do some background checking on the crew at Pioneer West. And I found that everyone I talked to said they were fast, down to earth and underwrote deals if they made sense, which is exactly what you're looking for in a B lender. Another cool thing about Pioneer West is they still have money to lend. I've been hearing some lenders are running low on cash, not these guys. So if you're a broker looking for your next B deal in BC or Alberta, check out Pioneer West Acceptance Corp and tell them you heard about it on Isle of Mortgage Brokering. They are big supporters of our community and check out this interview with Joel. He absolutely rocks it and I hope to see you at Broker Talks. Hey Joel, welcome back to the show. Hey, good to be back. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. So it's been a little while since we chatted. I know you're taking, you know, kicking butt and taking names up in Kamloops. And you still have one of the funniest stories with the the financing the the place that had the train in the yard, which is like, if you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. If you, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's hilarious. So I want to just ask, so what's work, what's one thing that's really working for you right now in your business? Well, you know, I think right now, I mean, you get to a certain point in your business and, you know, you're, where you're getting business from changes. I mean, when I first started, it was all about how many realtor coffees I could do, how many realtor 
context I can build. And, you know, I've come to realize that certainly realtors are kind of the scaffolding of our business. It's kind of how we build everything up, but it's not what we continue to build our business on. And even more so, even other partners, you know, you still have some involved and some you have good relations with. But, you know, honestly, the, the longer you go, you add, when I first started, I was adding like 10, 20 new realtors a year. And now, you know, I go, you know, I'm lucky if I add one or two new people that I want to be part of my team. And so, you know, right now for us, certainly it's the, uh, it's previous clients and previous uh, clients uh, referring stuff to us. What percent of your business do you think is from that segment, from past clients and client referrals? Fifty uh, percent, so twenty-five percent realtors, twenty-five percent online, and 50, yeah, so fifty percent from past clients, twenty-five percent online, twenty-five percent realtors still. So, but I, but I will say, even the online stuff is generally all warm closes. Like they've heard my name from somebody else, and then the online stuff kind of cements it for us. So yeah, fifty percent from past clients. I mean, we've the few things we've done to kind of make that happen is that uh, we spent a lot of time. Uh, I've identified a, uh, our top one hundred clients that we have, and so that's where I put a lot of our energy and a lot of our stuff that goes out. Okay, so give me some like examples. What do you do for the top one hundred? That's the client that's getting um, you know all of our communication on cut code knives or you know, a couple extra emails on things, client care appreciation events, and more so those are the clients that we're calling first. So we might be calling them every couple months or all that kind of stuff. Those are always the clients that are kind of top of our list, right? So because we know that they will, we know that they always uh, send us business. And we do that by, we spend a lot of time getting testimonials from clients. We use a, a tool called Testimonial Engine, and we use that during the process and after the process is done. So we can really see like what parts they like and what what parts they, you know, that they didn't like. And we can really kind of gauge uh, emotion on, on a whole bunch of parts of the process. And so, which is super important because sometimes we think, oh, you know, that translation didn't go as, as well as I wanted to go or this happened or, you know, it didn't close on time or all these things that seem like the end of the world. And it's, you know, it's surprising how clients after the fact, you know, really all they remember is that, we got them into a house or we got that refinance done or we got that mortgage done. They don't even remember all those kind of, they just know that you took care of it. Right. Right. So we spend a lot of time gauging that. And then, you know, we have a system where I do a five day rotation with everything. So. Okay. Walk me through Monday to Friday. What are you doing on Monday? Yeah. So we start with pre-approvals. So on Monday, I start working on pre-approvals. I have a pre-approval process. So when a lead comes in, you know, we want to do two things is that we don't want to spend a whole bunch of times on leads that aren't going to go places. So the moment a lead comes in, you know, we send out, we, uh, we use a, uh, that you've documented that you didn't interview on Flowify. We use that. So we send them out a Flowify link. And then I use a program called Bomb Bomb. So we send out a number of Bomb Bomb videos to pre-approval where they go. Uh, it's, uh, it introduces my team and it also introduces a number of promises that I make to our clients. So the promises that we make are when we're doing a purchase, we guarantee the home inspection. So mm -hmm. if somebody, uh, if we've had the deal and all the documents for 24 hours, we will tell a client they are able to go ahead and order their home inspection. And if the finance doesn't get approved, we'll pay for it. So far, we've never ever paid for one, but that means we don't have realtors calling and asking us to, you know, to rush our lenders because they got oh, the home inspection. That's actually genius. That's pretty smart. Yeah. So we guarantee that. We guarantee that like our financing will be the cheapest no matter what, or we will just send your application directly to your bank for you. So if the conversation is that, you know, we feel like they're going to shop at their local credit union or their local bank or something like that, we just take that out of the picture that no matter what, we will show you that it's cheaper. No one ever takes us up on that offer really, but you know, it just puts them at ease. Uh, but also that if we don't get approved, we'll send it directly 
to their bank. We have done that from time to time. I mean, I know some brokers will say, well, just send them into the branch, you know, like, hey, I want to make sure that we've gone through all the different options and all that kind of stuff. So we'll just send the whole file, all the docs, and we'll send it right into the branch. And depending on situations, we may not even be charging anything for that. So uh, that's another guarantee we give on it. And then, then I talk about my team, the process, you know, what's going to happen, all that kind of stuff. And that's automatic stuff. So those automatic videos go out and they're placed, you know, every two days after someone does a pre-approval. So the first day of the week, we work on pre-approvals. We also have a, I also use a program called Sly Broadcast, which is automatic voicemails. And so we do that and we say, uh, so every week I go through our pre-approvals and I figure out which ones are kind of important for me to kind of touch base with. So I kind of go through a process that what's the top 20 people on my list that I have the best chance of making a deal out of. And those are the people that I'm going to call one-on-one. If not, the rest, we're just going to put them on an automatic system where we're calling and following up with them all week on an automatic basis, both through our bomb bomb video slide broadcast and even auto our CRM as well. So, so we go through all those. And then on day two, I move over to mortgage refinances. So I, I have my assistant pull reports using peer review and stuff. So I know exactly who kind of has good equity positions and that kind of thing. And uh, we do the same thing. Then we build a campaign every week with bomb bomb and side broadcast pulling who has the best opportunity for refinances based on equity or anything like that. And then again, I go through the list, you know, who's the 20 top people that I can call first. So I'm not, the problem is I'm not going to get to everybody. So I want to make sure everybody on the list we put into a system for that week. And so certainly some of those are already kind of, Certainly, sometimes I'm just managing the list, and we're going through what's automatically set, and we're just pulling people out that we've we now have a live deal with. There's nothing worse than tech kind of executed badly, where somebody gets a message saying, "Hey, it's time for a mortgage re- renewal," and you're you know you're halfway through a refinance with them or something, right? So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your refinances. The next day, I work on our mortgage renewals, and what I do with mortgage renewals that I started doing this year is that I found that like a lot of obviously you know there was a little bit of a conundrum is that we you know, we found that to get people the best deal at renewals, you know, obviously we had to work the file and certainly, and to a lender's credit, you know, they were matching, you know, raise at closing. So what I do right now is that um, we offer two options at renewal. The first option is that if, if we're going to do a refinance or anything like that, we're starting from scratch, or they have the option of just renewing directly with their lender. We'll look at their offer, tell them it's the best deal, and away we go rather than going through the process. And then the third thing we'll do is if they want to, if they want us to work it, like if we occasionally we get lenders that are not super, that aren't really coming to the table. Like if they, you know, we know they can do better, but they want to see us shop around. So in that case, you know, I have a program where it's a, it's a client preferred client program. It's not available to your friends. Don't shop it around, but we'll cut the commission in half and give you a really awesome rate just so we know that if you give us everything up front to start with. So right. that's our renewals. And then I moved from renewals on to reviews. And so I've moved to quarterly reviews. And so that's, you know, every mortgage is coming up every every uh, year and then every quarter you know we're checking in on bi-weekly payments we check through all of our coverages uh, life insurance and we use something called legal shield um, all those kind of things and so we do same thing we use all of our programs for that and then we move on to referral partners uh, which is still realtors so we'll go through any realtor uh, realtors that we still kind of have relationship with we, that's our way to reaching out to new realtors is using the I Love Canvas podcast mm-hmm. so that's how we get a meeting with them hey we're going to interview for the podcast and 
so we focus the fifth day on using uh, again we use slide broadcast to, to go to a whole bunch of realtors and um, you know set meetings from going forward okay so. dude you you're like it's it's like I'm it's like drinking from a fire hose I gotta go back I've been writing down notes on everything we talked about so I'm gonna hit you up on a bunch of questions and then because um, so you said 25% of your business is online but it's mostly so like I just Googled you. Okay. And I see your website is like the standard DLC website, or do you have another one? Uh, no, it's a standard DLC website. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then uh, the, the people that are coming online, they must be like, since you, are you doing online marketing to drive leads or is this just like basically friends of friends that have said, go talk to Joel? Yeah. So I've used Chris Johnstone's programs twice mm-hmm. and both times they've taken about six months, but after the six months they've paid off in spades. So I've run really good campaigns in both Rosso and Camus and in both Rosso and Camus, I don't go a week without getting something online. Mm-hmm. With online stuff, there's just so much to it that like it seems better if I just leave it to professionals. I mean, I think we're getting a lot more traffic off of Facebook. We focused on getting a lot more Facebook reviews, even over Google reviews, just because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of space in that. Like everyone's going after Google reviews. And so if we get Facebook reviews, like, you know, nobody has as many of those, right? So it makes us it makes us look better on that sense, right? So mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I could see on your Facebook page. So you, every, you got an average of four point nine, which is not. I'm going to go on there and give you a, a one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, don't call um, this guy. He's nice. yeah. Uh, what I find though is that most of the time is that I, I noticed, and I I discovered this a couple of years ago, is that like you know you go into like a realtor's office some of that, and they say, hey, I need some more cards, and you're like, hey, I gave you like two hundred cards last time. Where they all go? And you're like, oh, well, they gave it out. Well, what happened? It, w- it wasn't that I got two hundred phone calls. You know, where was, you know, where did those leads go from the time they referred them to the time they they never even called me, right? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that's where, uh, you know, even though online is part of an introduction, right? I mean, we're not big online people like a lot of other people are, but it's part of that deal, right? Where someone checks us out online, makes sure we're legit before we come on, you know, so it's it's more of a second thing. So the moment someone Googles us, I find they Google us and then they ask somebody about us, right? And if they can find a review by somebody they know on there, that's even, that's even better, right? So. Right. Yes, that's true. Okay. So now talk to me about BombBomb. So explain what it is because if someone doesn't know and then I'll, yeah, and then tell me what kind of what that looks like. Yeah, so BombBomb is a video CRM. You record videos and they go out, uh, rather than using an email CRM, you record videos and they go out to all, uh, and, and they go out on, you know, instantly or they go via email and text to whatever clients you want to use it for. Mm-hmm. I mostly use it for for our pre-approval, like our pre-approval drip campaign. That's the bulk of what I use it for. We have a video that goes out right after somebody signs documents with me. So the video goes out and says, hey, you know, just so you know, you know, make sure if you have if you miss any questions, it also says do not take subjects off until I tell you. So there's always that paper trail that we sent out a video saying you were told all that kind of stuff. Right. right. Um, so we have right out right after signing and then another one right before closing that goes out. And so those are automatic videos that go out right before closing. You know, I use lots of that stuff because I I really track a lot in our business and I like my theory is that like if something comes up twice we need to have a process and like a, an idea around it like we have to think of some way to address it mm-hmm. so we just I kind of phased in lots of videos and the idea that like you know say purchase plus comes up all the time or you have the you know one issue that came up a lot for us last year is people were surprised when they're all of a sudden their property taxes were higher after closing you know because they bought their home partially through the year right so we made something around that because I knew that was something that was coming up and 
even if we were kind of talking about it, we obviously weren't talking about it clear enough, right? So right, and so with just so that we're clear, so you record the video, you don't record a new video for each cut. It's not like, hey, Mr. Smith, thanks to chat. It's like a an email that's like it, that's not spoken to a specific person that you can reuse. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. And what sort of do you, so do you find that like how do you find and do you meet most of your clients face to face or are you doing more? Yeah, almost nobody. But yeah. at least the video does to go. Hey, he's a real dude. They probably can't tell how tall you are because once when you meet you in real life, you're like you're a giant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but you find it works really good though. Yeah, I mean, my I think that like people don't want to feel like it's automatic, but I've made the videos that they don't feel automatic. And as long as we're not using people's name in it, we can use them over and over again. I don't put a lot of things, you know, ironically enough, like with videos and those kind of things, we don't put them on too much of a, like a solid CRM. Like I have a spreadsheet where I have all of our clients and I, I, I go down the list every day. I go, I want this voicemail going to this person today. I want that video going to that person. And, you know, just so that we're not ever sending things out, you know, where it's wrong part of the process. People are going, well, I thought I already heard that or all that kind of stuff, right? Right. So you still have to, there's stuff to, a person has to manage it. It's not like you can, you're completely setting and forgetting it. Uh, some of it we do. But just just to the extent, like, you know, Dustin gives this great example about how he had a birthday CRM and it sent out a, a message, like, uh, to him, like, right you know, after the lady had just say, called to say her husband had died and, you know, the next day he gets a message saying the CRM is going to send it a message, you know, saying happy birthday to her husband and how insensitive he hadn't corrected that. So it's just for those types of things, right? The moment that, you know, something goes out that people can tell was automatic and automated, you know, I think even though people probably know it's all automated, I think it takes away from the humanity of the experience, right? So, and people do want to feel very unique and that everything's select for them and all that kind of stuff, right? So, Okay. Can, would you do me a favor? You're like, uh, could you send me like a, one of your bomb bomb video samples that you send and I'll put it on the post. So people who are like, Hey, I just want to sure. see how, and then we'll, it, we'll embed it and then people can go check it out and go, Oh yeah. All right. And Oh, by the way, if you're listening on your phone and you're like, Hey, uh, if you tap on the, if you're in your podcast player and you tap on the, the logo, you should see all the links right there. So you could literally jump right to the page without having to type anything in. So most people don't know you can do that. So um, you you can, uh, yeah, if you send me a, one, an example of one, I think people would be, would be helpful. Now tell me about Flowify. I actually had Hannah from Flowify on last month and she talked about it. And so tell me how, like, what does Flowify help you do? Maybe tell what it is if anybody doesn't know what it is and then what does it help you do? It's a milestone update system and, uh, and, a, and like a document package. And so we really use Flowify for three purposes. The moment a client calls, um, we have email templates on there that says, hey, thanks for calling. The get introduces my team that's going to be involved in the process. And it also, and that says these are the documents. And so when you go into Flowify, they have to, it's integrated with DocuSign, it's integrated with a whole bunch of things. And so it's all the documents there and they have to up, upload each of their documents individually. And then we're, we are able to accept or reject them. And it, it sends messages and reminders to them by email and text until they have all their documents uploaded. And uh, and then once we reviewed it and all that kind of stuff. And so we found that, A, you know, that removed the the problem we have is that half the time we were chasing documents because people said, no, I sent that. And then either, either you know, we didn't see it in an email, which is not really great, or they didn't send it, but they don't remember they didn't send it. And so there's we're not going to be having conversations with clients going, well, you know, I'm pretty sure you're not telling the truth or something like that. Right. Or the most likely scenario was, 
you know, they sent what they thought it was, but it wasn't really that, right? Right. They sent you the T1 instead of the – they sent you the first page of the T1 instead of the whole thing. Yeah. So we have examples in there and everything goes that way. You know, one thing that um, – when we first started using it, the first four clients didn't want to jump into it at all. But, you know, we found that after we work with Flowify, they really encouraged us to really spend that extra few minutes explaining clients how it's way more secure, how it's going to save all this time. We had, um, you know, lightning fast, a different buy-in on it. So what percentage of your clients actually like play by the play the rule, play by the rules and, and use the Flowify uploader? Uh, 95%. Really? 95%. Okay. So you said it does three things, milestone updates. What's the other, what's the other things? So the, yeah, the other thing is it's doc upload. And then I, well, I guess it's three things that there's milestone updates. So we send out, we have, you know, deal pending with the lender, appraiser order, documents outstanding. Those are updates we send out. The updates go up by email and text. And so all the time, you know, we're sending out updates to our clients. This is where deals are at. It's texting them at the same time, which is one thing I really like. I, you know, I don't always like emails going out because people don't check them, but I know everybody checks their text. And it also, I can blind CC or or copper and copy, depending on what the deal is, I can add a realtor onto it as well. And so they can continue to see the update. So it says instructions have gone out, all that kind of thing, right? So have you got any feedback from your realtors on that? Uh, yeah, a, a few of them really like it. I mean, certainly some realtors, you know, don't care. Like it doesn't matter to every realtor. I mean, uh, I think as we all know is that not every realtor, those things really matter about, right? To be honest, I mean, most of the things we're trying to get to do is we're trying to always be ahead of the game. The moment somebody asks me for an update, because I didn't, I didn't have my process, you know, dialed in enough that like they had to ask, right? So I want to avoid a realtor saying, "Hey, where are things at with everything?" And you know, I want them to already know, right? And if I do that, you know, myself, I have to work on our deals first thing in the morning, like you know, get up at six, work on them till ten. Well, if I've got every deal, like everybody, um, you know, updated, hey, this is the next step. This is what we're going to hear next by six in the morning to ten in the morning. Not just me, but our team. You know, we're not getting a lot of phone calls during the day, like you know, yesterday. I only got two phone calls the whole day after 10 in the morning mm-hmm. because every, everybody knows when their next conversation is going to be, right? And, I, you know, we use lots of these things because we want to over-communicate in the process. Like, you know, a client might say they're fine waiting for two days, but really they're sitting by the phone thinking you're the next phone call all the time. So, you know, we just want – that's about – I mean, I have, I have somebody on my team that just updates clients and talks them through things and all that kind of stuff that we can't automate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea is how much – you know, we just want to over communicate on the process and over communicate things are happening. And, it, you know, going back to the realtor milestone, I mean, the thing that I do find is that if they see there's movement all the time, if we do get to a situation where we're extending for subjects or something like that, you know, it's a much easier sell for us to say, well, you know, you can see we've been working on it the whole time. We've been waiting on it. Right. The one thing that, that real estate does help is when one of our milestones is waiting for documents from clients. And so oftentimes they might be, they're obviously relating to the client at the same time. So they might say, hey, it looks like you still got some documents you got to get to your um you know get to get to joel or get to the team and now we've kind of added them as an extra person to help us like follow up with the client right so right yeah no that's awesome man like you're you're like the app king you you know you have all these different but you actually apply them and then you have the discipline to like you know have you have focus schedule so the next one you mentioned was sly broadcast so tell me what does it do and how are you integrating into your business yeah so sly broadcast is a voicemail crm and so we use that where what that does is that i can i call into Sly. there's a number i call for sly broadcast and i call in and record 
voice messages. And so the system will send out either bulk voice messages to like 100 people at one time or just to, to one cell phone number at, at one time. So we use that for uh, continual follow-up on pre-approvals or mortgage reviews or anything like that. Uh, we use that a lot for our interviews. Um, so we're just recording a message and it goes automatically to their voicemail. So people can't pick it up. Like so no one can accidentally pick it up. Unfortunately, it doesn't really work for landlines. So it has to be a cell phone, but people... What happens if it's a landline then? Is it just like doesn't yeah. doesn't go through? So if it's a landline, if it's a landline, it will say that it, it that the call failed. So I will track our stuff, and so I can see the ones that failed. I can go back and see like you know which ones aren't going through or that kind of thing, right? So you know my system will go through and say, okay, this is the person we have to follow up by email or something like that, right? So, but it it does track it on on which ones it goes through and which ones it doesn't. That, so that's that is a frustrating thing, but it, it but at least we know kind of who we're missing, right? So I keep track of our on a spreadsheet. I can run through and see who we're getting to and who we're not getting to. And then I also use it for people. I mean, certainly we do want to talk face to face with people and we do want to, you know, talk things through. But if we have something really complex and um, I mean, everyone knows it. I mean, you get a deal that you're working on and you, you know, it's a stressful deal and you know, it's like a lot of work for you. And you know, like the client is like stressed about whatever it is or something like that. But you know, the reality is your best efforts are not going to be on the phone talking to them. There's very little a client can do <laughs> when something's going wrong. Like my policy is always, we never tell a client something is going wrong, you know, until after it's fixed. I mean, we just, we had a deal that went sideways after subject removal and I didn't tell the client until it's already reapproved on the way to the lender. Uh, you know, and, you know, there was a few stressful days for me on it, but, you know, it wouldn't have helped to tell the client or else they would have called me 17 times a day to find out where things were at. Right. Have you ever had a situation? I'm sure this has happened to you, but where the lawyer calls the client when there's like, hey, we don't have something like how do you have a system for preventing that or is it like what do you do so we have a lawyer instruction kit so i have an email that goes out to lawyers and it says everything it has a commitment the insurance um if they've accepted insurance a void check and on the email it's very specific that if you have anything you need a question on the instructions clarification call me first so now if a, we find that some lawyers don't adhere to that rule so we also have as part of our signing documents we we don't actually allow people to use whatever lawyer they want. We have a lawyer information sheet and they circle the lawyers that I've approved on the list. Right. So if a lawyer doesn't adhere to those communication standards. Yeah. And you know, like, you know, a client's not going to be able to know that, you know, that they could get title insurance over the well on the property. Right. So, you know, we'll give a little bit of leeway, but if there's any like that, we, I don't care like how good they are or anything like that. That's the biggest thing. We don't want them to call the client. So we have, yeah, we have a whole lawyer package and I have a system around how, how much we communicate with them, but that's the deal. It's basically everything has to come to me first. Now, we'll give someone kind of maybe one or two chances. Hey, this is why we do it. This is why we explain it that way. But like, you know, I feel pretty strongly like they're my clients, they're my transaction. And, you know, ultimately, like, Every all the goodwill me and the realtor and everybody's done during transaction can be lost in one minute by a lawyer that has bad demeanor. It's like uh, the last thing that they get from you, and if it's a mess, they forget all of the you know miracle work you did before, or they can. And you know what? Like part of the problem is that like it's very tough. Like if a lawyer gives information that's wrong, like I had a lawyer one time that quotes everybody that the penalty is only ever going to be three months interest. That's what he tells all clients. Well, we know that's wrong, but like, you know, that's a very tough thing after the fact to explain to clients, hey, you know, what your lawyer told you is incorrect. <laughs> it's based on this and this and this, right? So, right. Yeah, yeah. so we have a... 
we have a strict list that they have to be on the list or else we can't use them. We don't let, yeah. And so that, that eliminates a lot of those problems. I mean, it's not perfect. It's still something that like probably is still kind of a little bit of a, you know, a, it's still not as, as perfect as I'd like it to be, but it's something that we're working on. I may, I'm kind of throwing around the idea about what if I were to like hire my own notary and get her to do all my deals and just send out the paper. And so I've been kind of thinking around that, like, well, how, if that would work or if that would, you know, have some process around that. But, you know, there is a fair point to be made for lawyers. I mean, um, I've been through a couple lawyers instructions. There is some more work. On, on different lenders and, and they're not lying about that. Like they're not pretending that doesn't exist. Like they're not just, you know, venting on us. There is some more work from lender to lender. And it's not just the model lines. I mean, you get, you know, because we're not going to a branch, if you use it, if you use a bank, there can be more work. So you have to, you know, there's still some give and take on that kind of stuff, right? So, but anything too, like if there's debts that need to be paid out, we collect all that stuff. So we want to collect everything so that a lawyer never has a chance to complain about the lender to, <laughs> to the client, right? Right. Also, you actually even go through the process of collecting any of the payouts and give those to the lawyer. Yeah. I want to be your client, Joel. Like I'm listening to this going, dude, it's like next mortgage, I'm going to phone you. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just to go through your process. You'll have mortgage brokers calling you to be like, hey, can I be your client just so I can walk, go get all of your communication and uh, and then like, you know, clone it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then you mentioned about you do a podcast, so this real estate show. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I do the I Love Canvas real estate show. Um, we interview realtors, and you know, actually, realtors haven't been our strongest interviews. We I've interviewed uh, MLAs, so, so our MLA is Todd Stone, who is the transportation minister, and he actually leaked a little bit about the home buyer plan even on my interview like two months ago that all these initiatives oh, were coming out. And that's hilarious. Yeah, so not so much in like all the details, but he said this is the money we're get, we've got to put onto all these things. We're just going to keep doling it out. So if you're lawyers, economic development officers, you know, for me, like I thought, you know, I thought we would get like more like referrals from it, but I don't see as many referrals from realtors and stuff on it, but that's okay. I think more that what it does is it, is it builds our knowledge base, mm-hmm. um, especially when you get some, some realtors that maybe you're not going to do business with and you're not, you know, they already have their person and all that kind of stuff, but they have some really good buyer tips and it, it does really increase the content of what you have on, on your accused. And I have this podcast that has, you know, all this, you know, information on how to better list or how to negotiate or how to pick your realtor or why this price point's better or why you should shoot here. And they're all really, you know, really great tips. Like, you know, I've bought in lots of homes in my life and been involved in lots of real estate transactions. And I, most interviews, like I, there's something that I learned that I never thought of before. Right. And so like, I find that that's, you know, pretty good and pretty important for, especially for, you know, CMHC did the, did the study now, you know, a couple of years ago where they said people spend, 11 months prior to buying, we spend time researching. So the podcast is another way where people can research and, you know, they're looking at our content prior to ever, you know, calling us. Right. right. And so, and I feel that, you know, one of my strengths on, on my team is that I feel like even though we don't meet people face to face, we, I, we do win clients by how I talk to a client and me on the phone. So if people are listening to me on a podcast or a blog post, you know, it's, it does wonders for me doing a lot better than, right. you know, than sticking out over, over anything else. Right. So, right. Well, yeah. And it's also, I guess it helps build your network too. Right. So that's another benefit. Absolutely. 
yeah, as a guy who ha- yeah. I have a podcast, so I know that like the my you don't say yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah so you're on but it, yeah. the network effect of the people that you can reach is it's pretty uh, that part is also powerful. But I agree with you. Yeah, you're you have a good personality. Like this this interview is like so easy for me. I literally I, I have to actually stop you to ask you more stuff because you have so much content that we could do like. But oh, that actually brings me to the last thing I want to chat about. So broker talks, which is this yeah. our first other mortgage broking live event. You're going to be one of the speakers, and I'm jacked to have you come down there and share. And so anybody listening to this episode, uh, go to brokertalks.com and we're, and Joel is going to be in Vancouver. So I think you'll, you're going to totally, there's also, we also got great speakers. We got Bernadette and Dustin and Megan McDonald. And so I think it's going to be an awesome event and I'm excited that you're going to be there, bud. Uh, So any last words of like wisdom or anything I I should have asked you that I may, that I forgot to ask you think? No, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't put out too much stuff because I'm getting my talk ready for, for broker talk. So I don't want to, my content. Dude, like I'm already like I could just literally go spend the next month trying to implement a bunch of the stuff you said. So I I don't think like you have to worry about. um, But I I, I'm excited to have you. So yeah, but uh, I gotta go up against all those big guns there. So be a totally different deal. I'll be a dwarf among giants. <laughs> no, no, you'll be a, you're going to be the giant because I, <laughs> you're, you're tall. Like you and Bernadette said, she's probably like half your height. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, man. Well, great chat with you and anybody listening, check out the links. Joel will get us a video to show you how he, one of the ways he uses bomb bomb that you can check out a lot of mortgage brokering. Joel, thanks for your time today, man. And I hope you continue to crush your business. Yeah. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you do, you'll get three deals in the next week. Okay, that's not entirely true, but we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can check out everything at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. See you next week.